I'm Lee. I'm Ben. In this episode, we discuss growth and leadership. We begin by Ben talking about how his previous supervisors influenced him on what to do and what not to do as a leader. It's one of those things that would be like, we, we were working on something and we were backed up and it would be someone's job. Well, somebody was trying to help it get caught up. Yeah. And then if that person can't handle it by themselves, he would stop them doing what it was to try and solve the problem, pull them to the side, berate them for doing it not quick enough. And then in that time, five other people were doing jobs that could have one, like one person could have done those two jobs to help get the one area that's not going quickly enough. He could have solved that by having somebody assist. But instead, it was more important to him that he berate the person. And because, oh, well, if I yell at you, maybe you'll work harder. And it's like, well, no, if the person's having trouble, that means they may need assistance. It, something may not be going the way that you think it is. And it just became this issue of nobody, well, at least a lot of the people I was with, oh, we wanted to just get the job done. We didn't care about putting in more effort. It was like, oh, hey, this is what he's demanding we do. Okay, I'll do exactly that. That is exactly what I'll do. I'll do exactly what he wants and full stop. Like, you need assistance? Too bad. That is not what I, you asked me to do. I don't care. And generally, by the end of that job, I was there one year, I think. And by the end of that year, uh, I had decided that that was a business I would happily see go into the ground. And uh, plenty of people there were nice and all that. And the main reason I'd prefer that business to go to the ground because it would let them go somewhere else. Uh, I had little respect for the owner by the end of that job. Uh, I would say, like, you were saying he would berate people when they just need help. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's not uncommon in many fields in a management position where it's like, you are not meeting my expectation. I'm going to punish you. However, instead of thinking of it like, if they are lacking a skill to meet my expectation, punishing them is not going to teach them that skill. No, not even slightly. If anything, it might teach them to be more sneaky to get things done around their skills. Oh, yeah. Versus actually learning how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. It, he, As I say, I think he was a good owner in the fact he was money conscious. He was a bad leader, for sure. Um, after that, my next job, uh, was with a much, much, much bigger company. Um, and I was brought in to assist with like, uh, propose the proposals process. Uh, they, the company worked in like automotive stuff. They made buildings and, uh, manufacturing plants and stuff like this. And the guy I first started working with was somebody I knew. And 
he probably let me get away with a little too much in not working myself super hard, but it also meant it gave me opportunities to reach out to other departments and offer my services to help out with other things as well. And it's not like I fell behind on my work for him. Uh, it gave me the opportunity to expand and try other things and find out where it worked. I was able to make a few databases uh, for different departments, um, all while still maintaining the workload that he had given me. And I think the fact that I ended up helping out a bunch all over the place meant uh, he didn't feel he needed to give me more, more work. I'm not sure. Um, but I will say I probably got away with stuff that I shouldn't have while I was there, but I also was driven with, with the desire to help out more because I could. So it was, it was kind of a give take thing. I helped out the company more, but maybe short did a little bit of shortcoming in the department I was actually working for. Um, either way, in doing that, though, uh, I had become friendly and a wanted person by two other departments in the business. And the CEO, uh, knowing that the main reason that I was working there was because of who I was working for, uh, he didn't like me very much. Uh, so the CEO genuinely attempted to get me to quit. Um, and I'm aware of this because I've had people point out that he told them this. Uh, he genuinely had a personal issue with me. I'm not sure what, uh, because if I saw him in person, he would smile and ask me, how's my day going and all this. And of course, there was no personal issue that he cared to talk to me about. There was only this issue that whatever it was, he wanted to get me fired or quit, whatever it was. Um, so much so that I had a job opportunity in one of those two departments I wanted to go to. Uh, he blocked it and installed his daughter in the position. Uh, then I had another opportunity in the other department I helped at. He blocked it. Um, and so then I got in with a department which took me down south. And he tried to get me to quit by offering me $7 an hour below starting pay. I was so desperate to get out, I took it anyway. Genuinely. So uh, I took an underpaying job, went to the south, uh, worked there for uh, four, was it four years? Five years, four or five years. And uh, my first leader down there was a guy who I've known since I was a kid, super great guy, um, very much not what I'd emphasize as a great leader, but at the same time, I would say it was, he was less of a leader, more of a, you know, that whole expression, do as I say, not as I do. He was very much do as I do and as I say because he would be the first one on the ball. He would be the first one to do things. He was a very, he didn't have the great like leadership thing of helping guiding people. 
but if he wasn't the first person doing it, then uh, it probably wasn't worth doing. He was the definitely the lead by example kind of leader, um, which is a great leadership quality, but I don't think he was great in handling the position of leadership, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, so he would be like a good like five man team lead, but not like a department lead, if you see where I'm coming at here. Um, but he was also one of those people where it was if somebody met either made a mistake or needed help. He would definitely he was better than the first boss. He would help, but after berating them. And it was more the, the guy was in his like 60s. It's it's at that point where he's coming from a generation where he was raised to just berate, right? And so him like he, you knew he was going to break. Like if you made a mistake, if something was wrong, you knew he was going to yell about it. Um, but that was kind of like his trained response, like his training in his life, kind of like just that was his automatic thing. He didn't know how not to do that. But once he was done, he would usually come back to you in a few minutes, say, OK, let's see if I can help. And he would help you figure it out but he didn't quite have it all you know over transitioned yet he was still old school trying to become new school leadership and uh it worked we'll support, we'll support growth here old school trying to be new we can support the growth there for sure sure right it's and he he get put i mean i think wherever he's at now because he's also not with the company anymore but uh, he's in a leader pos leadership position where he's at now. As I say, I think he's the just let him lead by his examples. Don't worry about his personality type and how he gets on certain things. Um, uh, I became very paramount with him. The, the guy doesn't know how to form a single sentence without swearing in it. It's uh, swearing is his love language at this point. It's that the guy swore up a storm, but it wasn't necessarily at people. It's just the way he is. Um, partially where he grew up, partially just his life experiences, like all of it, like formed this person, right? Um, still one of my favorite human beings on this planet. <laughs> He's an absolute nutcase, but uh, the man's fantastic. Um, but yeah, he, so he was a very interesting leader to have as an example. Um, after he left, the company installed another leader who had almost no experience leading whatsoever, uh, but I think he could have been a better leader if it weren't necessarily for the employees around him. I don't really like to bring it up, but uh, racism was definitely a factor. Um, the guy was from another country. Uh, the guys who were I was working with at the time, I would say two of them were, and I can't say for sure it was racism, right? You don't know what's in somebody's head, but you notice how quickly they react different to certain people versus others. And 
it was either a mix of the kind of crazy stuff that they could get away with because the previous boss let them get away with it was gone away and so they were just annoyed or it was definitely the fact he was a farmer and to me with how quickly the shift change was without waiting to find out how he was going to run the thing i feel it had to be more of the latter um as such they complained to their bosses daily about how much they don't like him um sometimes to the point where uh, they were in the middle of something and they started complaining to customers about him and it was like that's just not okay so it seriously hindered his ability to be able to lead the group when two of the most senior members were very non-committal to allowing him to lead and very unwilling to show even just human decency towards him at times. Uh, so I think that became very toxic and problematic and um, in the end the leadership back up here decided that our new manager down in the south was not worth having a leadership role so they demoted him out of the leadership position and just made him a sales guy uh, but he was on a green card and they were paying for him to move here so he didn't argue or anything he kind of just stepped out and just that it, it is what it is at this point um at that same time uh another employee had been being hassled by those two older gentlemen and i'm not saying this employee wasn't effective at their job but i will say that they're they were in two very different worlds of they had come from a side of working it was commission based it was there were tons of incentives to make sales do this technical work there were endless amounts of incentives but a lower starting pay he was now given a sl a slightly increased starting pay with no incentives so that he wasn't as driven he became much more community focused he did a lot of community work and it was fantastic but because he wasn't so business driven as some of the older gentlemen were this other employee uh also received some backlash and he also kind of recognized the racism aspect coming from these employees and when he quit he labeled three people very distinctively saying hey i would i need to report racism about these three i'm also quitting my job because of them two of them i 100 agree i think the problem with the third he was a leader up in michigan all the people were in alabama so he was working off of the too experienced guy telling him how things were um it's so maybe more complicit than yeah. actual Mm -hmm. So I don't think his was active. I think his was very in the passive side of he was just taking the word of two guys without really catching on to any context of what was happening. Um, 
So that group kind of fell apart very quickly. Um, should be rather unsurprising to people, but toxic people in a workplace don't help a workplace. No, and um, I see like many factors there. They've been there for a long time. They're kind of clickish. They're not accepting anybody new, really. Mm -hmm. Either in with them or you're not. Yes. If you're not, it's going to be completely toxic for you to be there. Yeah. And so that was not a good experience for me. Um, then around that time, I had made the decision I wanted to understudy another gentleman doing a job um, and wanted to uh, I wanted to advance in the business, um, but I wanted partially, I wanted payback for how the CEO had treated me. Uh, and so I demanded, I had three demands. One, I wanted to stay at the South so I didn't have to go near the CEO ever again. Um, two, uh, I needed a pay raise because he had chosen to short me and they were open. Everybody there had openly admitted that I had been shorted uh, on purpose by him. And three, I wanted to understudy this guy to like take over his role in the future. They offered me no raise, but move back to Michigan so you're near the CEO. Oh, and you're going to understudy in an entirely different department with a different goal in life. And then I quit. And they were surprised. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, a guy I used to work with who was a really good guy, who was high up in the company, great guy, great leader, would have been fantastic for the role. The guy who, the Michigan guy who was in charge of the team contacted him, was like, hey, Ben's leaving. What are we going to do? He was like, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't have dicked him around some. And yeah, those those were the words he used. <laughs> I used them for historical accuracy. You shouldn't have dicked him around some. And the guy was like, well, I didn't do that. And, no, you very specifically did. And so by the end of the time I was there, they very much didn't want me to leave, especially not on the terms I was choosing to leave. And I said, no, you've just done too much for me to even want your business to exist. So that is another business I would happily see crumble to the ground. Um, interestingly enough, the CEO isn't there anymore. And half those guys in those leadership positions have been taken out of them because they are really, really bad at their job. So thankfully, it sounds like the business is getting back on track um, with better people in those positions. But as far as I know, for now, those people are still working there just as lower level employees than they were. Um, so we'll see how things go for that company, but you know, you never know. Let's talk about that CEO for a second. So that, like you were talking about how they didn't like you, they're telling other people this, they weren't talking to you about no. what is, the issue was. I also have had an experience where I had an internship. I had no idea there was any problem. And finally, the supervisor told me on my last day, these were the problems we had with you. And it really was from a, an employee who complained about something that was different than other, like there was mixed messages of what should happen, but I couldn't fix what I didn't know was wrong. Mm -hmm. And then they told me on my last day. So that 
that same employee, though, became my manager a couple years later at a different place. The one that complained about me <laughs> and still wouldn't talk to me about anything <laughs> ever. Um, so that was an interesting dynamic. I didn't like that workplace for a different reason besides her, but it's you can't fix what you don't know. Yep. And it's not a healthy work environment to constantly work in somewhere where people actively dislike you and don't want you there. Yeah. Yeah. It also, it, the fact that in your case, like with it being a direct manager, it actually doubles it, right? It's with it being a CEO, yeah, he has a lot of power to manipulate and do stuff, but I don't have to see him every day, right? Well, with that case, she was, when I was doing my internship, she was doing a practicum. So we were kind of equals, but she's this is one who made the complaint about something, never told me. But then she became my manager and still wouldn't talk to me about anything. Yeah, no, that's not okay. <laughs> no. So, yeah, that, there's, a, there's a lot of problematic stuff in the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I've taken a lot of what I've seen as ways. So I've learned less, in my opinion, over my years from here's good ways to manage something to here's bad ways to manage something. Definitely. Um, and then finally, we get to my final boss. Uh, during the pandemic, uh, I did security because I needed a job. Um, I was about to start this business and I was like a week out from signing a lease for a, a store location when the pandemic hit. Um, so luckily that signature was on the side that helped me rather than the landlord. Um, and uh, so I was like, well, I need, I need something to do. I'm not just going to sit up home till this is over because we, especially since we didn't know how long it was going to last. So I went and started doing security and uh, I ended up over actually at a, uh, a building not two miles from here doing security. And that was hand down the best manager I've had in my life. He made sure people were accountable, but he made sure people understood that how much they were appreciated. He, he praised good work. If you had something that you could offer, he would always take it. Um, he ended up giving me the opportunity. It was my job uh, by the end of it to train new guys in the security team. Um, I was the one with the least amount of experience there, and yet he understood that was an area that I could help in, that the others, uh, me just trying to make things more efficient, and it just so happened that meant I made a training plan by happenstance. Um, I came up with the most efficient route for information during the walks. I improved the efficiency on how to fill out our daily forms. And it just so happened meant, oh, cool. Well, you know how to do these so you can train people because you know how to do it. So and I've so been I, there. I've actually yeah, yeah. got positions because I created more efficient things. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, yeah. do so, this for everybody. Yeah, that just is how I happened to become a training manager after like working there for not even six months. It was a pure happenstance piece of luck of, oh yeah, I came up with this. Yeah, I like that. You're in charge of that now. 
and giving somebody and that's where I learned that I appreciated somebody giving me the agency on stuff and uh, so you know he really helped with that and then uh, of course now we've got I've got uh, my dad who runs his own business, helps me out with ideas from time to time. I have you helping me out. Uh, so there's a lot of information around here that, uh, and a lot of resources that I can tap into. And yeah, that's all appreciated, but the understanding of showing people appreciation for what they're doing I would say this came with my most recent manager. Very specifically, he is to me the shining example of a leader. I would say I almost had a similar like linear story of a lot of that where I had a bunch of bad management in a lot of ways that this is why I would never want to do. This is also what I wouldn't want to do. And then there is that one shiny person who is so supportive, um, can really talk through things. If there is a problem, can really address it, but not address it just as like you're in trouble, but more of like, how can I help you with this? Mm -hmm. And I would say that person probably made the biggest difference on how I wanted to lead others. Even though everything I don't want to do was a huge factor, but that person is the one who then taught me the thing I needed to do. So it'd be the opposite. Okay. So yeah, I think that is, more than anything, I've always said, you know, I've learned by not wanting one. I've learned by the management that have been bad, the worst to me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I think I have a similar story where there is someone who really showed me this is also what I want to do. Cool. I like that. But I see you bring that in and knowing that you're, so is this your first official like leadership, like big leadership position then, would you say? Yeah, easily. Uh, I would say the closest I had, as I said, was I would spend two or three shifts training someone how to do a round. That's the closest I ever had to leadership outside of this, where I did something. And what, and I'm going to bring this again. I said this with the previous question, like you are accessing your resources. And I love that because you know what you don't want to do. You know what you want to be, but where you don't know something, you're willing to learn and you're willing to adapt. And you're willing to change because it's not just for the better of you and your store, but also for your staff. Thanks. The only thing I can say with that is, yeah, I was always taught fail upward. It's uh, if you screw up, find a way to make that better for you. And if that means you learn from your mistake, great. If that means this mistake turns into a happy accident because of something else, great. So, um, yeah, it's if something in life finds a way to really ruin things, then yeah, you just you can adapt. Um, I don't want to say you have to adapt because that feels a little pushy in that sense. But it's this feeling of, oh no, something's gone wrong, what do I do? Should almost be replaced with, okay, I know what not to do next time. 
Um, famous quote, don't know if it's real, but one of the things that was big that I've heard a lot of is that, uh, was it Edison uh, said, uh, after he made, uh, failed to make the bulb uh, like a thousand times, he said, no, I've found a thousand ways not to make a light bulb, right? It's cool, I did this, that's not how it works, cool. I know, don't do that, right? It's, if you take something out of it that helps you improve, it's not really a failure. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss us next time when we discuss business and management, the differences between the US and UK.